0: Welcome back to LaSalle Street Live. Thank you for joining us again for our second episode. In the last episode we talked about the RAA space and consolidation and how we were hearing a lot about that topic in the industry, but today we wanted to talk to you about transition economics, which is a huge part of our everyday here and it's one of the biggest aspects of bringing on a new relationship. It's a really important topic that really all reps and advisors should consider when they're looking to make a change to a new firm. And to take us through the details of that topic, we are joined again by Mark Conti. Hi, Mark. Welcome back. Good afternoon. Any fun uh, updates?
1: Yeah, know, Matt uh, and his wife had their first uh, child last Friday, so... Uh, yes,
0: yeah, so uh, exciting. I
1: talked to him yesterday, and he's up to his eyeballs <laughs> in alligators <laughs> and experiencing parented for the first time so I believe it (laughs) uh, so but it's exciting and you know settling in they just went home yesterday or the day before so yeah settling at home yeah sending
0: me some pictures and she is adorable yeah
1: and for those of you who don't know Matt Matt's our he runs our kind of recruiting efforts here and is part of our business development team here at LaSalle so him and his wife just celebrated their first child last Friday so so it's good. Everybody's doing well, which is good. Yeah,
0: that's some good news here. Yeah, for sure. I know we have some up eds coming up, and one of the topics that we have is transition economics. Right. You know, that's something that I really want to dive into today and talk about ins and outs of that, especially as that relates to LaSalle Street. Mm-hmm. And so I was wondering if you could give us, you know, a high-level overview of what a transition looks like at LaSalle Street.
1: Well, transition is something that, we talk about all along the, the way when we're vetting or interviewing or a, a new advisor is considering LaSalle Street as well. So it's really more about it's not just economics. There's a lot that goes into transition, right? So, right. But, you know, it it all it all starts with making sure we understand the rep or advisor's practice, mm-hmm. the needs of it, the, the dynamics, the nuances is probably the you know, the most important thing, because every practice is a little different. So every time we meet or have a conversation, we're always trying to learn more. Just like the reps trying to learn more about our business and how his or her practice may fit here, we are also doing the same where we want to make sure that we understand The nuances of the advisor's practice Mm -hmm. and the clients and what's important. I was on a call yesterday with a prospective uh, team that we're talking to out of Texas that the conversation yesterday was about technology and different technologies that they use today versus what is available here at LaSalle and what are the deltas and you know that's part Mm -hmm. of transition too because there's kind of a tech transition that happens right. when you from one firm to another so it really it, it starts and it, it, it's almost like a never-ending conversation around just making sure there's a fit what are the dynamics how is the business going to transition what are the potential uh, gotchas in mm-hmm. a potential transition because you know th- there's some things that happen that are unforeseen uh, ahead of time that you deal with them as they as they happen so it's it just a uh, A constant communication of getting to know each other and you know sometimes we're talking to an advisor for six months or a year before he or she might join and and every time we talk we're having there's something about transitioning the business to Mm -hmm. LaSalle that comes up in that conversation and then once the advisors here you know they're really transitioning for their first call it 60 days that they're here So it's almost like a a conversation that never ends until Mm -hmm. the book is fully ported here to LaSalle and operating kind of what I'll call normally, if that makes sense.
0: Right. It's not something that we're looking to rush into. You know, we want to take our time to Mm -hmm. build those relationships and make sure it's not only a good fit for the rep, but also a good fit for us.
1: Which is an interesting point you bring up because I I would expect, I I think how we might be a little different here, and I don't want to steal your... where where you're going with this but Mm -hmm. I something popped into my mind around we're we're a 325 rep firm right we bring on a dozen to 15 new relationships a year right so you know we're we're not bringing on thousands of reps Mm -hmm. a year where that's probably more of a situation where the advisor has to retrofit their practice into a larger firm's box where we're we're customizing a box around the yep. ad, the advisor, right? So because everyone's a little bit different, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Actually, I was going to dive into that customization cuz, you know, there are so many pieces to a transition and what that deal or that package looks like and something that we are really big on here is customizing each and every deal dependent on, you know, what the rep or advisor needs. Definitely. And can you talk about some of those things that we can customize? I know you mentioned tech. If you want to start there, and
1: well, we can customize a lot of things or, or tailor. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe tailor is the right is the better term, and it's everything from how will the how does he or she plan to communicate with the clients on the move, and, and or changing firms. You know, is a letter going to be sent out ahead of time? Of paperwork going out, uh, is the advisor going to call, meet in person? Then we can then tailor how paperwork gets delivered, either electronically or prepare packages to go out in the mail or to go in a package that's going to be presented for a meeting. So it, it starts there. Different technology solutions that can be implemented during you know transition. So there's there's certainly with our relationship with Fidelity and uh, other vendors in the space like eMoney or Morningstar or some of the other tech vendors. It's not a it's not a a, a situation where hey, we've pre-selected this group of technology and packaged it up for you, and here it is, Mr. And Mrs. Mm-hmm. Advisor, and you use it because we've selected it. Right. You know, it's really sitting down with the rep or advisor and saying, "Hey, listen, what tools are you using today? What would you like to use? Here's what we think based on now that we know who you know know your the nuances of your practice. Here are the tools we would recommend mm-hmm. you have." Which would make it life easier for you to do business with us, and fidelity, and, and anyone, and and your clients for that, right. you know, for that matter. So that's an example of tailoring or customizing a tech package. Economics come into it. You know, what are the needs of, uh, from an economics perspective? Are are there any pricing deltas between what the rep or advisor has now versus what it would look like here at LaSalle Street? Do we make it need to make any concessions for that? the clients will get char- are going to get charged closeout fees or yep. transition fees and and we'll reimburse those what does that look like does the advisor need something to bridge the gap from his or her lost revenue from you know transitioning in the form of upfront money we do uh, that as well in in a lot of cases the the more i talk about this the more it seems to come back to it's it's just a continual fluid conversation around making sure we understand the needs of the advisor and the book of business, and then tailoring a package that includes transition and includes a lot of other things, which kind of kickstarts our relationship. Right. It's a it's a tailored relationship, you know, is what we're trying to create. Yeah, right? and
0: I like that you brought up the impact to the client too, because this isn't just affecting the rep or advisor, it's ultimately going to impact the client, you know, with the closeout no fees. And yep. mm-hmm. so it's great that we consider them as well in all of these transitions. And which, which
1: I think gets lost in, in a lot of conversations. There, there seems to be always a lot of conversation about the relationship between the advisor and the firm. And that makes sense. I get mm-hmm. it. And, and that that's very, very important. However, what gets lost sometimes is I don't think we spend enough time talking about, what's the impact to the client. Right. And as you know, as we get to know the advisor, we bring we we wanna talk about that because many times we can find efficiencies for the client as well. And to give you an example, we had an advisor join well, it's probably six months ago now, that we had this conversation and we asked the rep during pre him signing on or signing any deal or transition it's like hey can you give us your top three mutual fund QCIPs and positions that you hold Mm -hmm. for your clients that you like to work with and let's do a compare of what the client pays with your current firm and what they would pay here because a lot of times we have cheaper share classes here at LaSalle Street than uh, where a rep might be coming from in that case we found 10 or 12 basis points of savings for the client.
0: Yeah, and that's that's great.
1: <laughs> right, which which a lot of times never even gets discussed right. during a transition. So I think that's one of the things that reps and advisors when they're considering joining another firm or switching firms, you know, there's there's economics or potential benefit at the client level, which then helps should help the advisor tell the story to the client mm-hmm. on why on the why he or she may be considering making a move or or has decided to make a move, right? Yeah. So those are some additional, call it transition Mm -hmm. economics that can get thrown into the equation as well that I think a lot of times get kind of glossed over, not discussed at all, you know, during these these conversations that we have. Yeah, it's
0: one way that we, I guess you could say, lessen the burden of the transition because no matter who you are, it is a big process and takes time and... yeah. Yeah.
1: you got to make sure that it, it, there's enough reason to do what you're, do what you're choosing. Yes. You know, there has to, any transition has a, any time an advisor is looking to make a transition, there has to be a catalyst uh, and a pretty big one in their practice yeah. to justify doing it. Right. And better service to the client, better economics to the client. I would think would certainly be in my one of my top three things that mm-hmm. I'd be interested in, in, in if I yeah. was to join a new firm for sure.
0: It's another good reason why you know we take that time and build that relationship because we don't want to sign someone that's gonna leave us in three, five, ten years. We want that long term, yeah, relationship and, and and we
1: don't have that. I think we you know we've had two advisors leave over the last three years for a couple different reasons, mm-hmm. but. And that's unfortunate when that happens. But the good news is we don't have a revolving back door of advisors leaving. So, And I think I, I can directly attribute the reason for that, or one of the reasons for that, is we are a relationship driven organization Mm -hmm. we do want to know our reps we do want to know their practices we do want to know their families we do you know we we want them to feel part of the organization and that they matter and that they have a seat at the table to Mm -hmm. call up and discuss anything really if they're having good bad ugly right we we have that open door policy i think the larger you get the more you lose that, Mm -hmm. um, that touch, because how can, you know, uh, how can you manage relationships with thousands of, of people? It's it's impossible. So I believe that all starts during the courting process, the Mm -hmm. vetting process, the transition process. It's, it's, it's us as a firm getting to know the advisor and their business and them getting to know us and our business right. and making sure those blend together nicely. And if you get that right up front, it tends to lead itself to a, a, longer, a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and we've seen that
0: yeah and we do that all without forcing a term contract on anyone and Hmm. we're not saying oh you have to stay here for seven years and or or however long what we're doing works people aren't leaving us and it's great that we have transparency up front about everything and yeah leading to those long-term relationships
1: yeah it's funny there certainly seems to be a standard in the industry and maybe it's at the large firm or larger firms level where this whole seven-year contract this lock-up thing Mm -hmm. exists and i'm always talking to advisors you know try try to find ways to get yourself out of that right at at the end of the day it's a loan you have to pay it back to some extent or meet certain revenue criteria to get it written off and it's this vicious Mm never-ending cycle the regulators are starting to sniff into this area a little bit uh, on why does this, this practice happen and what's the money go for you know mm-hmm. the, the money that an advisor gets what's it used for and are the clients aware of of, of that okay. you know it just it, it can get a little messy um I mean listen th- there's a cost to doing business there's a cost to transition Absolutely. we understand that we participate in that our deals all have kind of upfront money or, or you know we'll pay a certain amount of dollars as assets hit the platform it's not a loan we're not asking you to sign a five-year contract. We're working on a best efforts, good faith mm-hmm. basis. And the goal of our transition package is to get the advisor and the client through the transition, right? Does Not a loan, doesn't, doesn't have any really significant strings to it like some of these five and seven-year loan contracts uh, do that we've seen in the industry. So my advice is always to try to get out of that vicious circle that as an, an advisor uh, might have him or herself into Mm -hmm. and and just get your practice transition cover the cost of that and then just go back to you know operating your practice as you normally would
0: yeah because it may seem nice up front to get that check but never know what's going to happen three four five years in to that contract and you start seeing hidden fees and that's not something that we are going to do
1: listen firms listen we're all in business to make money let's 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 not sugarcoat it right (laughs) we're we're all in the business of uh earning a living, a living. We, we run a business here, the business profitable and, and needs to be and mm-hmm. should be. Of and course. you're right. A lot of times the, the firms that are giving these big checks and loans, make no bones about it, they're making money somewhere. So if they're giving away, if, if you're on a 90-10 payout split and the firm is keeping 10% and they're giving you four to five years worth of their 10% in the form of a loan, and they have to be making money elsewhere. Yep, exactly. And where they make it is marking up, you know, insurance, tech fees, affiliation fees. They charge for audits. They might be charging you interest on the loan, you know, so they're not getting cheapest mm-hmm. share classes to the client, so they're making money there. All the things we don't do. Talk about transparency, yeah, right, if exactly. we're, we're going to get into that conversation, right? So just get out of the, this, this vicious loan thing you know mm-hmm. transition your business cover your costs and go back to operating your business yeah. and become a more of a free agent where yep. you're not handcuffed to a, a firm for you know five or seven years let the relationship take care of itself yeah
0: yeah transparency is you know something that we talk about a lot here and we think it's so important and it goes both ways we want the reps and advisors to be transparent with us and we'll be transparent with them and just build that that trust in relationship and yeah hope for a long good partnership
1: and everything i just said about the economic pieces and the markups and where the firm makes money when we're talking to a, a rep or advisor who's considering joining us we lay all those things out on yep. the table. Yep. Talk about transparency. Mm-hmm. Try to get LPL to do that yeah. or Ameriprise to do right. that or right. someone, large firm or, or any firm really mm-hmm. to lay out, hey, here's where we make money mm-hmm. and here's how we make money. Try to have that conversation yeah. and see how far you get. Exactly. I would say most times that's not the case. We're we're willing to put that on the, on the table because we're looking for a transparent mm-hmm. relationship.
0: But one other thing I wanted to touch on today that goes along with the transitioning is why reps and advisors decide to make this change and benefits of doing the transition because it does take time and money and it is a big task to take so if you can kind of touch on some reasons for that like whether it's kind of reinvigorates them to get back to doing what they love and well
1: that has been my experience anytime you move on to something new or Mm -hmm. you know create a new relationship it kind of in my opinion gets you back into the mode of going back to the basics, and we've seen a lot of advisors join here over the last several years that used it as an opportunity to kind of clear the slate, okay, new relationship, I don't have this loan, this contract, this uh, the, these kind of burdens on my shoulders that I feel sometimes with my current firm, or could be something operationally, or there's, again, back to the, what I said, there has to be a catalyst mm-hmm. in your current relationship with your current firm or in your business model, to justify making a change. Absolutely. People don't do it just to, to, to yeah. do it, right? Yeah. So if there's a strong enough catalyst, getting rid of that problem or that mm-hmm. issue or that burden, a lot of times can reinvigorate and kind of say, okay, I got rid of that weight, right? Yeah. I can st- yep. I can now look at things with a clear view mm-hmm. and go back to what I always wanted to do. and right. That's growing my business mm-hmm. or running it more efficiently wh- whatever the yeah. whatever it is right. and whatever it is is fine yeah. I, I, you know i don't <laughs> i don't necessarily care but we have had a lot of situations where an advisor will join and then you look at his practice or her practice 2 years later and it's grown 30%
0: yeah
1: it's like yeah. wow okay and then you sometimes you go back and it's like well why you know of course the market's been cooperative so it's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's it's easier but to some extent you, you just go back yeah and i, I can bring a handful of advisors to the to this conversation right now. It's like yeah, just it freed me up. I didn't have to worry about these things I was having a problem with yeah. before, and it let me get back to working with my clients mm-hmm. and finding new assets and seeking referrals and finding new clients. It, it you know where now I spend 80% of my time doing that. Where in my old firm I was spending 50% of my time dealing with problems. Right. Right. So. Yeah. We've had a lot of that mm-hmm. it all goes back to, however, where we started is that as we're having these conversations on hey, do you want to affiliate with us? Do we want you that kind of right. you know that yep. that vetting process and that courting process up front, the more we get to know each other, the more we know what makes each other tick. the more we know about each other's business, the yeah. more it sets itself up to. Customize a relationship mm-hmm. that clears the problems or the issues, or that catalyst, and then let's you know, us all start from yep. that point getting into forward. Those details just, and yeah, yeah exactly. try to do that with a five thousand rep firm. <laughs> it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's just not going to yeah. happen. We're
0: not going right? to rush you through that, yeah. and we're going to spend that time. And
1: and there will be issues, right? Of course, every yeah. transition has issues. Every relationship has issues. Mm-hmm. Can you call your firm? Right. We had this happen, uh, what's today, Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had this happen Friday. We had a, a, a new advisor join, a little bit of a fire drill. He called Dan. Uh, Dan is, uh, for those of you who don't know, our, our chief operations officer, one of the three owners of the firm. And uh, Dan called him back 20 minutes later. Um, they worked through the issue, and the, the the issue within two hours was solved.
0: Yeah, that's great to have that direct line. Yeah,
1: try to get that done. Yeah, uh, and to get uh, an
0: actual person on the phone. Try to get that done mm-hmm. in this
1: day and age, right, right where right. everybody's service model has kind of, you know, gone to crap. For, yeah. You know, we all experience yep. that. We, we've we taken the, um, the position where we didn't want to do that, mm-hmm. D- even during COVID, during non-COVID, what have you. Yeah. That's not... The service model we want to right. provide yep. so it, it all it all goes back to kind of where we started um you know when we're getting to know each other because that that then carries forward for the the next potential 20 years exactly right, is where you where you kind of how you started that relationship okay. yeah
0: definitely well thank you so much for you know taking the time to talk with us again and take us through this topic that is so important and
1: we could probably spend another two hours on yeah, it yeah i'm, long, I'm sure i put and people to sleep <laughs>
0: well maybe there'll be a, a part two down the road well thank you again mark and thank you so much for listening in to another episode of Lasalle street live if you're interested in learning more about this topic of transition economics we do have an op-ed that is coming out soon written by mark conti So make sure you're following along with us on our website, lasallest.com, and on our social media pages at lasallestsec on Twitter and Lasalle Street Securities on LinkedIn. And stay tuned for future episodes of Lasalle Street Live.